You're tuned into Buffalo Bulls Radio. This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, brought to you in part by our team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, and Comdoc. UB Football Insider is coming to you live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Here's UB head football coach Lance Leipold and assistant athletic director for communications, John Fuller. Good evening. Thanks for tuning us in. UB Football Insider with head coach Lance Leipold taking a break from as fans get ready for the Buffalo Bills game tonight. Let's talk a little Buffalo Bulls football. 15, day, uh, 15 days off, coach. Yeah. What have you guys been doing all your time yeah, off? How it's, you uh, the time? it's been a long time. It's like we're starting over, and, and it will be good to, to kind of get it, uh, get a fresh start with it. Uh, we practice four times each week. Uh, over the weekend, the coaches were spent two days on the road recruiting, and uh, you know then quickly got our full attention for Nevada, and we'll be heading out tomorrow morning. And uh, excited to get going Saturday night. You know, obviously a disappointing you know um, outcome in the opener, but I thought there were a lot of positives that came out of that game. I thought you know talk about you know but the defense. I thought the defense played pretty well. Couple, you know, saved a couple uh, big plays that Albany pulled off. I, I, all in all, I thought the defense played very well. Yeah, I think when you look at the the whole body of work, but you know, again, when you we, we could take uh, two or three plays on that side of the ball, three or four on the other side, and uh, you know, hopefully it's a different outcome. But that's what makes football the game that it is, and, and you got to be sharp for 60 minutes. And I, I think on both sides is you know we talked uh, you know a couple weeks back we went into this is that. Uh, we're one of the least experienced football teams in the country, and unfortunately, I think some of that showed in the opener, and, and hopefully we can um, close that gap on some of those things very quickly. Yeah, one of the areas where you ha- seem to have experience, though, is that defensive line. You know, a year ago, it was a very young unit, all four new starters last year, uh, but this year, you know, all your starters are back, and you have a lot of depth. Can I talk about the defensive line? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, our defensive line depth with, uh, you know, some of the additions in the offseason – the experience that you alluded to is actually going to hopefully allow us to redshirt a couple players that, that played last year and, and keeping us. We're rotating upwards of, of 10 people or more in, in that defensive line, which is going to be good. And what you could see is that we didn't have a lot of that opener. And, and as, again, being able to stop the run and, and play a lot of guys, I think that's going to be one of the strengths of our football team. Yeah, also another strength I think was running the football. You know, the Bulls, um, between running backs and quarterbacks, you know, rushed for 226 yards in that game. That was more than any game last season. I have to go back to the late 2014 season, last time we rushed for that many yards. Can I talk about the, the running game? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, when you, when you look at the game and, and, and coming out on the short end and being disappointed, you look at the turnovers, but you, you just hit on a key point that was one of our best, you know, our best rushing performance in our time here. Um, I think when, you know, the biggest thing that, that we had talked about leading it up in, in the uh, – in the preseason during camp was the ability of the quarterbacks, both quarterbacks being able to add some run game, and, and they did, and I think you, you see that in our totals, but uh, that's a coaches and, and those tough yards. Those yards were there, but in the fourth quarter, we didn't run the ball when we really needed to. And that's something. If, if you're going to be a if you're going to be a winning football team, you want to be contend for you know division and conference championships, be in bowl games. You got to be able to be consistent 
And I think in this part of the country, you're going to have to run the ball too late in the season. Yeah, both quarterbacks ran the ball very well. Uh, Tyree Jackson and Grant Rohatch combined for 71 uh, quarterback uh, rushing yards. How you know that's a lot different than than last year. I mean, Joe Licata was more of a primarily a pass you know, passing quarterback. wasn't really a good runner. You know, how does that open the playbook for you when your quarterbacks can run like that? Well, it makes you know defenses have to defend everyone that's eligible. That uh, you know, so to speak, there it, it opens up uh, a lot of run pass options, and you know, for the quarterback, and when something breaks down, you've got a chance for things to happen. And, uh, and again, that's a big part of what we want to want to do, and and who we want to be with, with those guys. And it's an added dimension that we need. So we're excited about that, and, and it continues. But at the same time, you want to be very cautious because uh, it's a long season. And, uh, you know, there's only so many hits sometimes you're going to take. And, and uh, you know, quarterbacks, if they become your, your primary runner, you, know, you worry about durability through, uh, through 12 football games. Yeah, would you say that a lot of those runs then were not necessarily designed runs, more instinctive uh, runs? There were a couple that, you know, kind of broke down. But most of those are, are zone read type game. you know, are, are, are calls and, you know, are power read. There's a lot of different reads where the quarterback has the, the, the option to, to give or keep and, and run the ball. And that is a part of our offense, and and when you have, uh, you know, you know between Grant and, and Tyree being such a big body, and uh, you know it's you know we can get them to that third level. It's you know I don't know if there's going to be a lot of defensive backs that want to continue to to tackle a you know a, a you know six six two hundred forty pound guy all day and. And hopefully he can start uh, making it tough on those people. Yeah, well, one of the benefits you do have is, is you have a very good running back game. I thought Jordan Johnson played well. He had 114 yards in his fourth career start. Mm -hmm. Now three of his four career starts, he's going over 100 yards. Talk about Jordan's game. Yeah, I think you know Jordan continues uh, to you know to raise the level of his play, um, becoming even more and more of a vocal leader. I, I see him as a guy who's getting more comfortable in that role. Um, and again, I, I think he's very focused and determined to to have an outstanding year. Jonathan Hawkins, uh, you know, showed flashes. Uh, you know, last year was probably one that, um, you know, with Anthony Taylor and Jordy, we had two solid backs. But you can see Jordan, or excuse me, Jonathan's a little bit different, a little bit quicker, a um, little more speed. And, uh, you know, he gives us another dimension, and uh, we got to continue to find ways to get the ball in his hands as well. Yeah, I think the two of them work together really well. Kind of that thunder and lightning combination. You know, Jordan Johns is more of a bruiser, likes to run over guys, while Hawkins is a little more elusive. Is that, yeah. you know, is that the game plan? Yeah, I think it, it kind of plays out that way, the, the way you want that they both add a, you know, complement each other, give a, you know, it's a little bit of a change up when, when Jonathan comes on the field. Um, there'll be snaps when they're on the field together. But, uh, yeah, a nice added dimension. I think we feel good about, you know, the, the really the core of running backs, that stable of guys that are there. I think Emmanuel Reed and Zach Nicholas give us some, some added speed that we haven't had in the past, and, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have a chance to u utilize all of them. Yeah, a lot of new faces at wide receiver that fans got to see for the first time. I thought Kamadi Holsey had a nice game. Um, I think, uh, you know, obviously Marcus McGill is back and, and is another leader in, that, in the locker room. But, um, uh thinking of uh, Malcolm KJ, Robinson well, Malcolm and, and KJ KJ Osborne. Osborne. Yeah, and KJ, you know, KJ Osborne's a redshirt freshman, played in his first game. Kamadi Hosley, junior college transfer, played played a lot of snaps. Uh, uh, Kamadi's a, a big body receiver with with excellent speed. Uh, you know, he just continues to get better. We got to find ways to take shots downfield with him. Um, you know, we mentioned Malcolm Robinson, Marcus McGill, two of the more experienced guys. And then KJ's a guy. Jamal Island's a guy who, uh, to me, is really this fall camp and really the last five weeks is 
continue to get better. You can see his confidence growing. He feels more comfortable. He's been healthy, and I think he's one that's helping us in the return game, but also as as a receiver. And as we uh, hope that uh, Jacob Martinez continues to heal and be able to return to the lineup. And I thought I was pretty pleased with the way the quarterbacks and the wide receivers seem to be on the same page for the most part, considering you know a lot of new guys in the locker room. It, it seemed like the guys uh, you know c connected pretty well. Yeah, I think that's a tribute to you know spring ball and the summer, and then again that we've mentioned many times on this show about how we practice and how we go about getting a lot of reps and working multiple huddles and. Both quarterbacks got a lot of work and continue to get a lot of work, and they're, and they're comfortable with all those guys that we mentioned. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll break down uh, our opponent, Nevada, this week. Well, excuse me, Nevada. Nevada. I'm, well, I know, uh, I know well, you tomato, to... tomato, but right. you just want to take a break because you want to dive back into those chicken wings like you were going into before. Hey, so hey, We are here at Santora's on Millersport. The wings are very good. I'll try to leave some for you, Coach, okay. all right? All right. You're listening to UB Football Insider with Lance Leifold live on ESPN 1520. We'll be right back. Welcome back to UD Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. Yeah, while we're back, while the Bulls are back on the road on this Saturday at Nevada, the Bulls will be back home on Saturday, September 24th against Army. And tickets are still available. We can call 877-UB-THERE, visit the UB ticket office, or go on the website at ubbowls.com. All right, Coach, let's talk about the Nevada team. You know, second year in a row we're playing them. What, what's different about um, the Wolfpack this year than maybe last year's team? Well, I think, the, you know, starting offensively, they have a lot of returning players, very experienced, very productive players, four of their five starters in the offensive line are back, starting quarterback, the running back. Butler's an excellent player, hurt us a lot last year. But within that offense, and first I should go to two, two big receivers, made big plays, but a new offensive coordinator. So they're taking some of the things that they did last year, um, very good play action, a lot of zone stuff, uh, you know, great zone scheme and what they're doing, and they're adding some up-tempo and they'll huddle things with it. So they've added a little bit. They've, they've played up to three quarterbacks in a game, um, one of them being their, one of their starting safety, who's an option quarterback. So they're really throwing a lot of looks at you a lot of one-time plays that really kind of gives Brian Borland uh, nightmares, causing you know, causing him to stay up at night because you got to be able to defend those plays, but you may be only seeing them once. So that's what you see on the offensive side. Defensively, very similar scheme, but uh, they lost a lot uh, up front. Uh, a couple of their defensive linemen were in NFL camps, um, lost a couple good linebackers, but same schematically. Defense in, in the secondary, uh, many returning players there, very confident, athletic group, not afraid to get up and press you, um, not afraid to play a lot of man coverage, but they'll mix it up, and uh, I, again, that'll be a good test for us. Yeah, how do you prepare for three quarterbacks? Well, I think you mainly just worry about what schemes and we'll kind of narrow it down, what they've done with those quarterbacks in the game and, and kind of still stay within the formation breakdowns of what we're doing. and. I mean, one of them, it's strictly you're, you're kind of going to get a, you know, the double wing in the option. And, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting if we'll see that because I know Coach Pullian, you know, is from, from here. And I'm sure he's got a lot of people that are paying attention to what we're doing. At the same time, we're playing Army next week. So we're getting option preparation. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that was a one-time thing for, for uh, Notre Dame. Try to catch them off guard a little bit. As far as the two, we're playing two. A lot of people in the country during our off week, I, I, I couldn't believe how many schools in the country are really playing with two quarterbacks right now. And uh, 
kind of fits in where we're at. Yeah, I remember a season ago, uh, Butler, their running back, and really hurt the Bulls. Yeah. I mean, how do you counteract that for this season? Well, I think it's going to be important. That, you know, we talked in the last segment about our defensive front the experience and depth we have at linebacker and that whole front seven we just got to be gap sound I, I think when we looked at what happened last year he broke up a 91 yard run deep backed up and, and we tackled him inside the five but i mean it was just a matter of, of, of you know being being in the gaps we're supposed to be in being and, and you know not not causing those big plays to happen we got to be able again to to neutralize the line of scrimmage and and you know make them make them kind of one-dimensional get them in those long yardage situations but he's an excellent back and you know that old saying i don't know if you can ever stop him you just want to hope to contain him yeah but i have to think that being more experienced on defense has to help it's a season to go yeah. you know young they weren't really sure what to well, expect and, then, and now they have that experience they played this team so hopefully they know they know their assignments a little more yeah it kind of hits you right between the eyes a little bit when you watch last year's game you start looking at film and you're like you know, there were a lot of snaps where minimally we had three true freshmen on the field besides some redshirt freshmen um, there were even some I look we had four true freshmen on the field playing against them and there were some guys that got uh, on the job training last year and uh, that's where hopefully it pays off now as you, as you go for round two yeah this, you know just the 10th time the Bulls will be traveling west of the Mississippi to play a game in the history of UB football and uh, obviously we played in, in Nevada in, in 2004, but so match the furthest trip west the Bulls have ever uh, traveled to play a football game. What are the challenges for playing a game on the West Coast? You better make sure you don't forget anything. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that you, you do have time zone. You do have things that, uh, that kind of play a part. Uh, you're looking at weather, you know, uh, you know, in Reno in and of itself, you may have temperatures as high as uh, low to mid 80s during the day and then later at night and maybe in the 50s and and things like that just kind of play a part in, in that of what you have to take what you have to be prepared sleep schedules are important but uh you know we made the decision that we would travel um you know tomorrow not you know sometimes teams will leave uh, you know on a thursday but we thought you know we we can we can put together a plan and feel confident about it that we'll get there and we'll we'll, we'll treat friday as if we're still um, on Eastern time and, and then uh, kind of modify ourselves a, a little bit as we head into Saturday and, and get ready for kickoff. Yeah, I was looking at the weather forecast for Saturday. High of 85, low of 47. So yeah, it kind yeah. of runs the gamut there. I think right, that's that desert weather. When the sun right. goes behind the mountain, it really gets cold there. But yeah. I think for game time, it's supposed to be in the low 60s. So it'll be a, yeah. it'll be, it'll be a yeah, I've kind of nice seen different evening. ones. Sometimes it's lower in the morning. It wasn't going to be, but... You know, I'm pretty confident, you know, and as uh, doing this for a long time, as, uh, as I look, I'm pretty confident that even though it's a 6 o'clock kickoff, 9 o'clock really for our time back here, uh, for most 18 to 22, 23-year-olds, 9 o'clock to midnight is usually a prime time for them on Saturday. Yeah, so no I'm kidding. sure they'll be ready to go. That sounds great. <laughs> um, before I let you go, Coach, I just want to mention uh, this, week's, um, um, this week's Sports Illustrated has uh, Cleo Macklin cover. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. that. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, I saw your, your tweet, actually, yeah, so I thanks. tried to retweet oh, you Oh, you there. follow me on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, on the prime thanks, ones. So, <laughs> yeah, what a great thing for Cleo and, and what he's what he's been doing in his career, but a, but also a great acknowledgement for our program and our university, and, uh, you know, we continue to wish him the best and uh, awful proud. I know everyone that uh, – and he's, and he's so humble when he comes back. That's a pretty neat thing. 
Yeah, but how important is that? I mean, to help your program here at UB, you know, when, when you can show that to a recruit. Hey, you, you, you too can be in the coverage for Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I think our whole conference has been able to show that. But when you show just uh, right here in our program that you have somebody like that, that uh, you know, each and every time he's on a Sunday or, or what they're talking, where he's going, that's something that uh, um, we do try to use to our benefit as, as often as we can. I know uh, the Raiders are home this week, and any chance Cleo makes the three-hour drive from the Bay Area just to come I, to I, see the game? I don't know. Probably on lockdown, but I do. I do know there are some uh, some fans that during our coaches' caravan uh, this spring that were talking about that they were going to go to our game and then go out there to watch him. So um, hopefully, at least somebody will, will get a chance. But we, we'd love to get to where he can get back to a game or, or catch us sometime in action. But I'm sure he's focused on his. Uh, his duties as well. Yeah, no question about it. All right, well, we appreciate your time, Coach. We're going to let you go, and we're going to bring in, uh, after the break, we're going to bring in senior tight end Mason Shrek. So we'll do that right after this. You're listening to UB Football Insider with Lance Spipold on ESPN 1520. Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. Welcome back to Santora's on Millersport Highway. <clears throat> Just again, another reminder, next Saturday, the Bulls are back home in action against Army. Again, September September 24th, that's a 7 p.m. start. Tickets are available at 877-UB-THERE or by visiting the UB Alumni Arena ticket office or visiting ubbowls.com. Also, basketball season tickets are also on sale. You can also call the same numbers and, and visit the ticket office for basketball tickets as well as basketball seasons right around the corner as well so with that we're going to welcome in our guest for the evening senior tight end mason shrek how you doing mason doing good john how are you i'm doing great for a good opening game for you led the bulls in receiving five catches sure. 58 yards touchdown Does it yes, feel sir. good to get back in the end zone it's been a, been a little while yeah, your freshman been a, year a couple of touchdowns it's been and a then, few uh, years but it, it did definitely feel good to get back in the end zone. yeah you so. had to kind of <laughs> give the touchdown passes to yeah. uh, matt weiser the last couple yes, of years sir. you know but uh yes sir yeah talk about matt and just you know and and your relationship with him because obviously you know while matt was technically the starter you, you started a lot of games and you played probably as many snaps as matt did kind of talk about your relationship with Matt and and you know and 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 what you learned from him yeah um you know just to start off uh playing quarterback in high school I came into a great situation um just learning from guys like Jimmy Gordon Alex Dennison and Matt Weiser um you know it was a blessing to be able to be put in that house uh that first summer I was here so you know being able to learn from him uh you know all all four years going into my fifth year was truly a blessing um you know definitely lining up against Khalil Mack that helped too my first year first few years so yeah, but, you know, Matt's a great guy. He was a great guy to learn from. Uh, he's a tremendously hard worker, um, you know, and I, I learned so much from him in the film room, uh, and I think that's what really separated him from a lot of guys was just his knowledge of the game and uh, his IQ and things like that. So, you know, we had a great relationship. We still do. We still keep in touch, um, you know, and he's rooting for me just like I'm rooting for him. And, um, yeah, so it was just definitely a blessing to play with him. Uh, you know, on the field last year we had a lot of, a lot of two tight end sets, so, you know, that sort of – opened up our offense and um you know in a new way um and it was just it was just great to play with him yeah you mentioned it earlier i don't know if a lot of fans realize you were a, were a quarterback in high school yeah uh what was what was your weight in high school um i think the most i weighed was probably like 220 up in there so so how did you did you play tight end at all and how did you become a tight end did it happen after you, you were recruited as a tight end um so at first I've actually, I played one year of tight end in peewee football back when I was like nine or ten, um, but I actually asked my peewee coach if I could move to quarterback, and then I did, 
did really well. And ever since then, I played uh, quarterback. Um, but originally, I was, uh, I, you know, I wanted to play quarterback uh, in college. Um, and Buffalo originally offered me to play quarterback in college. Um, but there was a little hiccup at the end, and they ended up taking a kid named Colin Michael. Um, but Coach Wood and Coach Quinn offered my scholarship to play tight end. Uh, you know, so that summer, you know, I just worked I worked really hard, you know, because I didn't really know truly what I was going to play. So I kind of came in, um, you know, to that summer and, you know, trained to be a quarterback and also trained to be a tight end. Um, so my trainers back home did a great job with me um, and my high school coaches back home. So, you know, just making that transition, you know, it wasn't easy. But, you know, coming in and learning from guys like Matt uh, and Jimmy, those guys. Um, later, I mean, are you are you happy with that decision? I mean, obviously you've had a great yeah. career, and yeah, and, no and, you're, and and you're you know senior, hoping to have you know continue that great career. You'd be happy with made that move? Yeah, it's you know looking you know looking ahead a little bit uh, at the next level. The tight end is definitely a growing position. Um, you know, I was just blessed to play as a redshirt freshman. You know, uh, it, was, it would have been my second year at the time playing tight end. This is only my what, fourth or fifth year playing tight end. So you know, I've learned a lot, and you know, I love the position I'm playing. It's it's really fun and. Um, you know, you just you just kind of be an athlete out there, and that's what you know. That's what you got to do. So. Yeah, it's interesting too because it, it's almost like the tight end is it's a dying breed. I mean, you don't see it too much in college football with all these spread offenses and everything. Right. I mean, talk about the uniqueness of your position and, and kind of how lucky you are to be here. You be where yeah. where you the the tight end is very relied upon. Yeah, well, we saw it a lot last year. Um, you know, Matt had a great year. You know, I had a decent year. Um, you know, and I'm I'm blessed to be in this offense. Coach K does a great job of putting us in the best position to succeed. Um, you know, so whether that be me being split out, um, you know, versus a linebacker or a safety um, to create matchup problems or to be at the point of attack uh, on the line blocking, you know, either one of those things, uh, you know, it's just it's just a part of the game and how the game's evolving. Uh, you know, if you look to the next level, the tight end's a big, it's a big spot on the field, uh, you know, so that's that excites me a lot, you know, looking ahead to the future. Yeah, and I know I, know, I already know the answer to this question, but I have to ask anyway, as a tight end, I mean, do you prefer to block or pass or catch the passes? Oh man, I just say a little bit of both. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, good answer. Good yeah, answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you primarily do? You, what do you do more of? I guess uh, you know throughout a game. Um, you know, I think it's really, it's really, it really depends. Um, you know, if we're running the option, you know, I got to be at the point of attack. You know, blocking the Sam or the Will, whoever it may be. Um, but, you know, I got to also create matchup problems, and that's you know that's what I, I really enjoy doing is. When I see a linebacker, typically, you know, I like to think that I'm faster than him. I see a safety, I like to think that I'm bigger than them. So, you know, I kind of feel, you know, going in that, you know, I'm kind of unguardable, you know, at times. It's, yeah. That's got to be your mindset. Yeah. So you talked about all the guys that kind of helped you along and with Matt Weiser and Jimmy Gordon. But now you're the old age, the old mm-hmm. veteran in, yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. Talk about you and your leadership skills. How do you know you leader by example, leader by, you know, a vocal leader? How, how do you lead in the locker room? You know, I like to I like to lead by example. That's been my thing my whole life. Um, you know, we got a lot of young guys, guys like Tyler Mabry, who definitely has had a great camp, great spring ball. And, you know, he's doing a great job this year so far. Um, you know, he's going to be really successful. And he's a tremendously hard worker. Um, guys got guys like Glenn Molinich, Kevin Rogers, uh, Andrew Gray, who transferred in from Maryland, and then Zach Lafave, and then Jake Molinich too. So you know, just embracing that role as a leader. Um, you know, we got a lot of guys and a lot of new guys in my room, especially, and you know, just bringing them along. They're all great guys, tremendously hard workers. So 
you know, they're going to be successful. Yeah. You're an Ohio kid, high school teammate of Chris yeah. Ford. You guys, uh, yeah, <laughs> both uh, both from uh, you know from the same high school, and uh, yeah. kind of talk about your relationship with Chris and kind of how, how you kind of helped bring him along to uh, come to UB. Yeah, you know, um, he was he was a different kid in high school. You know, we, he I still mean, is we were, a little different. He, yeah, he is. He's a, he's a great kid. You know, he's absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, he's he's come a long way though, and. Um, you know, like I said before, I, we weren't as close as we were in high school. We've definitely grown closer over the years, you know, traveling back and forth to home and, you know, even working out when we're home. Um, you know, Chris has come a long way. He's a, he's a great player. He's going to continue to grow, continue to become a great player. Um, you know, we're lucky to have him on the team, and I was lucky to, you know, grow up with him and just see him kind of grow up. Um, you know, I've seen him come a long way. Uh, you know, that's exciting to see. Yeah, he's got Nevada this weekend. Yep. Uh, you looking forward to the trip you got to Reno? I'm have excited, you, yeah. Have you ever been out there before? I've never been. Oh, the farthest I've been out west is uh, the Idaho Potato Bowl. So, you know, this will be you know, similar to that. A little bit further than yeah. that. So. Yeah, a little bit further. Yeah, um, you know, we look at last year's game against Nevada, and, and Matt Weiser had a record-breaking game in that yeah. game. So, obviously, you know, uh, the tight end will have an opportunity in this game. Are you looking yeah. forward to, to playing the, the Wolfpack? Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I didn't get a chance to play in this game last year. I was sidelined with an injury. Um, you know, I saw Matt be successful. You know, that's exciting to see. Um you know, and hopefully just, you know, just, we just want to come back with a win, John. That's all we want to do. We're going out there. It's a business trip for us. Um, you know, it's, it's time to get that first win. We're going to put this, you know, this pass uh, lost to Albany in the rear view, and we're going to go out there and get a, get a victory. Yeah, it's, it has been encouraging to see as I've come out and seen you guys practice. It seems like you have put that behind you, and it yeah, seems no like it's, it's been a pretty, you know, a positive, um, you know, a lot of positive attitude around there. It seems like you can yeah. tell there's – you know, a lot of, I don't know if it's senior leadership, a lot of maturity. It seems like, you know, the, the guys have kind of, you know, are ready to move forward and realize, yeah. hey, we have 11 games left in this season. Yeah, no, we've got a lot of football to play. Uh, you know, we all know the mindset of Coach Leipold. You know, he's done a great job of, you know, letting us know what that is. And, you know, it's, it's transitioned down the pyramid from seniors down to juniors, down to sophomores, down to freshmen. So, um, you know, the, the team is, you know, we're in a good mindset. You know, we're not, you know, just put it in the rear view. We've got a lot of football to play left, so. We're excited for this upcoming game. All right. Well, we wish you luck, Mason, and uh, we encourage everybody to uh, tune in to ESPN 1520 on Saturday night, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on ESPN 1520. You can also watch the game on the Mountain West Network, and you can also watch the game on Twitter. Did you know that, Mason? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, our game will be cool. live on Twitter. That's so it'll cool. be uh, – I know the Bills game tonight is also okay. on Twitter, but our game against Nevada is going to be on Twitter as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that looks. So you have to check that out. But we don't appreciate everybody. We appreciate uh, you joining the sh- Mason. We want to thank uh, Coach Leipold for joining us. We want to thank uh, Frank back in the studio. And uh, we'll see everybody up here next Thursday. Go Bulls. For, yeah, go Bulls. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Good night. Football Insider with Lance Leipold is presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, and brought to you by our Team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, Comdoc. Go to UBBulls.com for schedules, highlights, and everything Buffalo Bulls. Go blue, go white, and go Bulls.